there's nothing easy about this because we're releasing control. Mm. So I want to make clear it's not a natural process. Right. It's a supernatural. Yes. Hi, I'm Carrie Korn, a brand new therapist. And I'm Susan Goss, a seasoned therapist. Susan has been my mentor for years. And we love talking about therapy, faith, and relationships. So join us as we share some tangible truths with you. Welcome back to another episode of Tangible Truth Podcast. We are so excited. This week is actually a part two. Yes. Last week, we started talking about circle talk, which is one of Susan's favorite things in the whole entire world to talk about. Yes. (laughs) So if you missed last week's episode, go ahead and pause right now. We won't judge. Pause. Go back. Listen to last week's episode because it really does lay a foundation Mm -hmm. for what we're going to talk about today. Yes. Just to give you a little bit of a recap, Circle Topic is one of those like really simple concepts that becomes really difficult to actually apply to our daily life. But if we can figure out how to do it, it can be really life changing. So the concept is imagine you have a piece of paper and in the middle of that piece of paper, you draw a circle. And everything inside of that circle, we have 100% control of. Everything outside of that circle is God's business. And as Susan often says, we are to stay out of it. Right? Right. So give us just a little recap of, let's use our marriage for just an example Mm -hmm. for those who maybe didn't catch last week's episode. There's a difference between marriage and how it goes in our circle and outside of our circle into God's business. The recap would be, I would place an M in the circle for marriage inside the circle. And then I would quickly put an X over that M. Right. It does not belong in my circle. Because I do not have 100% control over my marriage. You do not have 100% control of your marriage is why we're going to X that out. And then we're going to visually, if you would, place an arrow from that M and place that arrow in God's business. My husband's name is Steve. Steve's name is going to be out in God's business Mm because I'm not 100% in control of Steve Goss. Right. Right. Okay. So the way the circle works in the marriage piece is what I am 100% in control of, Carrie, is wifehood. I looked that up. It is a word. Yes. Okay. So wifehood. So I would say my prayer to God is, God, what does wifehood look like for me as it relates to Steve? Mm -hmm. What does wifehood look like? Not me changing Steve. Key here. Not me changing Steve. Or meddling and Meddling. Life or, yeah. Right. Seeing what needs to be fixed in Steve. God changed Steve. No. But what does wifehood look like as it relates to Steve? So that is what I'm 100% control of yeah. is wifehood, not, not the marriage. Yes. And I think that's a really good, because last week we talked about our tangible takeaway is to start asking the question, is this in my circle? Mm -hmm. And one way you can know if it's in your circle or not is by asking that question, am I 100% in control of this? Mm -hmm. And if the answer is no, then it's probably not, you know, Mm -hmm. Um, but like some things that we are 100% in control of, I am 100% in control of the words that come out of my mouth. True. Right. You are. are. I'm also 100% in control of if the wrong words come out of my mouth, going to the person and taking ownership for that and saying, Hey, I blew it. Mm -hmm. I messed up. I didn't, I shouldn't have said that. Will you 
can you forgive me? You know? So I think there's that balance of what's really mine, what's God's business and Mm -hmm. how do we trust him in that? Mm -hmm. So we talked about that a lot last week, but this week I'd really like to go into a little bit more of like some practical applications because this really is a relational thing, Mm -hmm. you know, and circle talk can apply to every single one of our relationships Mm -hmm. and it gets really messy Mm -hmm. because we genuinely do care about people. Mm-hmm. And want what's best for them and can sometimes think by fixing things or being overly involved, we're loving them well, when in actuality, we're kind of like overstepping our territory. We like to have control. Mm-hmm. And when things feel out of control, it's often this whole like, oh, well, if I take more control back, maybe I'll fix the situation. Mm-hmm. So kind of give us some examples. I know you have an example with your son mm-hmm. of where God kind of helped you with this understanding what this looked like in a relational way. Yes. I'm so glad we're doing this because I think the practical piece, yeah. and we're going to call it just like the name of the podcast, a, in a tangible way, yeah. really paints a picture of how we can use the circle in our day in and day out, yes. our, our life. So for us, this was years ago, our oldest son, Chad, who is now, you know, he is a father, he's mm-hmm. a husband, he's got two kids of his own. But back in the day when he was 14, yeah, he was a tough teenager. Mm. And I mean, tough. And we were oil and water, our relationship. Huh. I mean, really were. Can and, I just say for just a second, that's yes. really encouraging to hear. <laughs> Because I know your relationship with Chad now Mm. and, you know, as an, as a woman who has adult children, I'm like, gosh, I just, I love the relationship Susan has with her adult kids. It's Mm -hmm. nice to know Mm -hmm. that it wasn't always Mm -hmm. perfect, that Mm -hmm. there were seasons where Mm -hmm. you guys were oil and water and Mm -hmm. it was hard. Mm -hmm. I appreciate you saying that because we do, Chad and I have a, a great relationship now, but it was, yeah, when he was 14, he was mouth of the South. Can I say that? <laughs> and so it was hard. And I'm going to self-admit, uh, can I preface it? I was not a therapist then. Mm-hmm. I don't know if that makes any difference, but I, I did not handle it well. Mm-hmm. He would yell at me and I'd yell back. Mm-hmm. I mean, it was not good. As I said, oil and water. On the other hand, there was Jake. Who was just sweet and kind and all this younger brother, maybe sitting there watching things going on, learning a little bit, learning a little Mm -hmm. bit. He they're they're exactly two years, nine months apart. Mm. So he was that much younger, but also had totally different temperament. This is why when you are doing the circle then and you're releasing your children to God, that piece of it is, God, what does motherhood look like for me as it relates to Chad? God, what does motherhood look like for me as it relates to Jake? Two totally different things. Anyway, this oil and water relationship, it was getting pretty bad. And, you know, and I read in scripture to seek counsel. Mm-hmm. And I went to Steve, my husband, I said, Steve, I think I'm going to have to go to go to therapy over this and yeah. seek counsel. And he said, I wish you would. It's <laughs> very quickly. He said that I wish you would. Yeah. And so I did. And I went to this counselor at the time and I told him I, what I had to endure, basically, mm-hmm. with Chad. And I told him all this. And he looked at me and he said, uh, you're taking everything that Chad says personally. Mm. You're not loving Chad. 
the Mm. way God designed Chad. You are, I mean, he just went through this list about how I was not loving Chad, the way God designed him. And I looked at him, stared at him for a minute, and I said, I don't believe you heard me, Mm. what I said. And what I, and I went through it again, Carrie. Yeah. And he again looked me in the eye and he said, no, I heard you. And you're again taking everything Chad says personally, and you're not loving him the way God loves him. Mm. And I mean, I picked up my purse, went in the car, started crying, uh, holding my hands on the steering wheel, bawling, called Steve. Yeah. And I said, is it true? You know, that kind of thing. And Steve said the most brilliant thing. He said, do you think it's true? Mm. And I said, I don't know. And he said, do what you always do, Susan. Go home and put face to the carpet and ask God if Mm. it's true. Yeah. And I did. And about four hours later. Yeah. I was bawling and squalling, literally, and found out it was true. Hmm. And it was true, and I was taking everything personally, and I did not have circle talk back in that day. Right. But, Carrie, it was circle. What I know now about circle, it was circle. And this is what I was doing. I had Chad in my circle. Right. I kept Chad in my circle. Mm-hmm. And this is why circle is so life changing because I, I recognized after I got up off that carpet, that's exactly what I had done. Mm-hmm. And I was trying to change Chad mm-hmm. by keeping him in the circle. Mm-hmm. I was trying to make him a certain way. And I was not, in fact, I, that counselor was spot on. I was trying to form Chad into something that he wasn't. I was not loving Chad the way that Jesus loves him. I was trying to change him and mold him into something that Chad's temperament and personality was not. Mm. And so that day, I released Chad to Jesus. And I'm not telling you that overnight our relationship changed, but I'm telling you, I changed. Mm. Who changed was me. Right. Who changed was me. Yes. And I told Steve, I said, I am going to start writing letters to Chad. Mm. And he said, oh, whoa, 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 whoa. I know you. And Chad is not like Jake. If you start writing Jake's uh, letters, Jake would say, thank you for the letter. Thank you for the letter. You're the greatest mom in the world. He'd even write letters back to you. You start writing letters to Chad, you'll never know that Chad's reading the letters. He may be throwing the letters away, but you'll never know. You will never know. Can you still write the letters? Because I know you need validation. Susan. Will you be able to write the letters? And no, you'll never know. And I thought, well. Well, let me think about that. Uh-huh. And um, and then I said, yes, I can. Yeah. I think that's a perfect example of what's 100% in your control. Mm-hmm. You were in control of, I want to say these things to Chad, mm-hmm. and I'm going to write a letter to say these things. 
whether or not he ever responds or acknowledges that he read the letter, mm -hmm. that's not in my control. That's right. That's but not I can, my circle. I can sit down because I feel like I need to do this. I can sit down and I can write the letter and I can give it to him. That's in my circle. That is a perfect example. Yeah. That's a perfect example of I'm 100% control of motherhood. What does motherhood look like as it relates to Chad? Yes. And at that moment, mm -hmm. you felt like writing these letters was mm -hmm. what you, your next step. Right. Yeah. And I began doing that. And uh, six years later, mm. I got a letter from Chad. Wow. Sophomore year at college. And it was a beautiful letter mm. thanking me, you know, and acknowledging that he received the letters. And yeah. it was beautiful. Yeah. And I absolutely, it was such a letter to be thankful for. And again, our relationship did not change overnight, but it I will tell you that it changed because mm. it changed my, my heart. I'm the one, again, that changed. And Chad taught me so much through that. And I'm not saying because that happened that he is this phenomenal human, but I'm saying it made a difference yeah. in Chad's life because I stopped trying to change him. Right. And Chad is a godly man. He is a phenomenal husband and a fantastic father, a great leader. Mm. He is a great leader. What a great man he is because he's who God intended him to be, yeah. you know, and I didn't squelch that, yeah. you know, right. and I am not giving myself any credit. I am saying I stopped trying to change Chad. Right. And, and when you did that mm -hmm. and placed him said, God, he's your business. That's right. Then God was free to work. That's right. Yeah. And Chad may have made some choices. I mean, you know, I, I got out of the way yeah. so he could do and be his person yeah. instead of the frustrating, mm. like, what's she going to say? Right. You know, when I, when I, you know, I yell, she yell, yes. you know, so it was it was life changing for me. Yeah. And, and you know how, how we say in the circle, it changes from a me controlled heart to a God controlled yes. heart. And so going through that with Chad was spiritual growth. Like I had never had, yeah. like I had never had. Mm -hmm. And that's why when circle talk was introduced to me, mm -hmm. it was just life changing for right. me. It yeah. was like, okay, here, that is me controlled to God controlled. Yeah. And so, I love yeah. that story. And I think it's, it can be translated to all different kinds of relationships. Every I'm relationship. just thinking if you're in a marriage relationship and there's something going on with your spouse and you are desperate to control them or change mm -hmm. them or mold them like that same situation applies yes. or even a work relationship or friendship. Yes. And you know what it boils down to, I think is pride. Hmm. And wow, because I do not want pride in my life. Right. And when it's revealed, I want it out. Yeah. God, I release this to you. Mm. And it's not about me. Right. And it's not about, it's about you, God. It's about you. If you fix that, if you, if a neighbor's got an issue, yeah. I don't. I don't know. But it. we do have to get to the point to where we're able to put our faces on That's the carpet right. and say, yes. I'm humbling myself here and I'm going to, yes. I'm going to take myself out of it. Yeah, you're right. Yeah. And that's a supernatural thing. It is. Mm -hmm. It truly is. The other thing about Circle that I wanted to talk about, and I know you have a biblical example of this, is we are 100% in control of what happens in our circle. We have to take ownership for that. But that doesn't mean that we don't go through hard things. Mm -hmm. Like there are hard circumstances that come through our life. And just because we're releasing the things that we should doesn't mean that God takes the heart away. 
Mm-hmm. And the first time that you and I had a real circle talk was when I was going through a really hard season in my life. And I don't know if you remember, but I was sitting on the couch in your therapy office and it was a month after one of my children had attempted to commit suicide. Mm. And that in and of itself was really traumatic. And we were trying to just recover and I was experiencing probably mild PTSD because I was having flashbacks and really struggling. And so I had come to you of like, Susan, I can't get through this. I don't know how to survive this. And I was just terrified that she was going to try again and succeed, mm-hmm. you know? Mm-hmm. And I remember you rolling your chair over to me and getting knee to knee with me mm-hmm. and right in my face saying, whether she lives or dies is not in your control and you have to be okay with that. Mm-hmm. And I remember just, I wanted to push you away and be mm-hmm. like, no, absolutely not. That is in my control. And I'm going to watch her 24 seven and not let her out of my sight and, you know, stay up until she comes home and like all these things. And you were like, you can't live like this. You cannot live like this. You have to release her to God whether she lives or dies is God's business, not yours. Mm -hmm. And that was such a hard thing for me to hear, but it was so good for me to hear. And I remember that day going home and the same thing, hours and hours of face on the floor crying out, I can't do this. I can't let go of this. This is too big for me to trust you with God. Mm -hmm. But then getting to the point where I was like, you know what? Susan's right. Mm. what I can't control Mm. what she does. I really can't. Mm. And to surrender that, I remember that night was the first night that she had, after she had been released from the hospital that I actually slept through the night. And I remember the last things I said before I went to bed that night were, God, she's not in my circle. She's in yours. And I trust you, Mm. you know, but it didn't take away the hard Susan. Mm-hmm. You know, we still had to walk that out as a family. We still had to show up every day and have the hard conversations and talk about the awkward stuff and the uncomfortable things, you know? Mm-hmm. And so it's not a fix for mm-hmm. those hard relationships, mm-hmm. but it does bring some sense of peace to us mm-hmm. if we can come to a point of surrender. Totally. And Carrie, that that literally makes me tune up hearing that again, because that was so hard during that time. And it was hard for me to say, Yeah, um, but it does bring a sense of peace, if you will, because it's true. Right. You had no control. And that's the worst place to be. It is. When somebody we love is in danger. Especially when yeah. it's a, a child. Yeah. Um, you're desperate. Yeah. So you would do anything, mm-hmm. yet you have no Right. No control. Yeah. So I appreciate you sharing that, you know, vulnerable spot you mm-hmm. were in because you're right. There's nothing easy about this because we're releasing control. Mm. So I want to make clear it's not a natural process. Right. It's a super natural. Yes. That wasn't natural process Absolutely for you not. to yeah. let go. It wasn't natural for yeah. me. Because you, you're entering into a fight or flight yeah. situation here. And especially both of our examples here, 
were about our children. Mm. So especially when we're talking about our own flesh and blood and we're releasing that. Are you kidding me? So there's nothing easy, but the benefit of releasing to the one that loves our children more than we do. Yeah. Wow. And who got changed in both of these situations? Mm -hmm. It was me for sure. Me and you. Yeah. Absolutely. And then our children now, Yes, yours is healthy right? and mine is healthy. right? Um, mine's not yelling and screaming anymore. <laughs> and as a, a healthy adult and yeah. leader, and, and same, my yours is healthy. Filled with joy and yes. doing amazing things with her life. And we have a great relationship. Yeah. Yes. And didn't hover. Was supportive, loving, caring, prayed. And you did the hard. Yeah. And, and releasing. Yeah. So last week we talked about when we get into God's business, it gets hard for us. Mm-hmm. And this week we're talking about when we surrender, it's hard. Oh, wow. So we're talking about two different kinds of hard, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. There's a hard that comes with going against God, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. And it's we're physically in pain. We can't sleep. We're stressed out, irritable, anxious. But then there's a hard that comes from actually staying in our circles and not getting into God's business. Right. And that's the kind of hard that we're talking about today. And even though it's hard, it's still worth it. And I think that's the difference is when we know I'm doing what God's asking me to do, Mm -hmm. this is going to be hard, but I know I'm walking in obedience and there's a peace that comes with that. And we were talking earlier about Moses. Yes. Yeah. That's what I was going to bring up because here's another piece of hard, but that's awesome. is you may be listening and thinking, well, what what about super difficult tasks? Mm -hmm. You know, do they fit in this circle that we're talking about, that you and Carrie are talking about? And I'm going to say, if God tells you, then the answer is yes. For instance, in the booklet, I talk about Moses Mm -hmm. because I I recognize the term circle was not used in biblical days. I get it. But let's pretend it was. And so if we're going to use Moses as an example, and God says, hey, I choose you, Moses. Mm -hmm. I choose you to take. And let's be real. He chose Moses to do something really hard. Really hard. Yeah. To do what? To take a whole people out of Egypt. You know, I want my people. To, I want you to lead. And and Moses was like, say what? I mean, mm-hmm. basically me, you know, yeah. I can't even speak. Mm-hmm. I'm not even a good, I can't do this. What you're asking me to do, like really almost pleading with God, like yeah. you've got the wrong guy mm-hmm. kind of thing. And, and God is basically saying back to Moses, I got what you're saying, but get back if circle were in existence, yeah. but get back in your circle. I've right. got all of those things you said covered. Mm. You know, Aaron and he did. He did. He yeah. had Aaron there for him to speak. He had all the things covered. Moses was saying, yeah. but get back in your circle. Okay. I use uh, I use Moses as an example because sometimes the impossible task that you think God has called you to do is exactly where he's got you so that he can do those things in and through you. Right. You know, for me, just off the top of my head, I'm thinking Tangible Truth Ministries. What? He's wanting me to do a ministry. What, God, what ministry? What, what is it? What are you talking about? Yeah. And one thing led to another, and there's tangible truth ministry. I'm horrible at technology. <laughs> and look, I've got 
you know, and then Kelly comes along. I mean, she's like technology whiz kid. She's your social media guru. A guru. <laughs> I mean, you know, and so, and there's, okay, what? And, and I mean, he provides. But when you said yes, yes, then God brought the right people, yes. the resources, yes. everything that you needed when you said yes to the thing that God was asking you to do in your circle. Yes. Right. Just what we need yeah. at the right amount of time. And it grows at at his pace. You know, you just have to, you have to trust. Yeah. And I will hear people say, I can't do that. No, you can't, but he can yeah. through you. Yeah. You know, if he's called you to do. Now, I'm not saying go do everything or muster up right. something on your own. I'm talking if God has laid something on you and God, you know that this is God driven, mm-hmm. you know, you will know that. Now, that is what I'm talking about. Yeah are impossible things. You know, that's why you have to spend a lot of time with Jesus about what goes into your circle. Mm. When I first did that, a lot of things were out because I realized, oh, I've been doing this out of obligation. These are a lot of things, you know, you know, a lot of people may look at your circle and go, wow, that is Mm -hmm. a lot. You're too busy or whatever. And if God tells you to do it, you're going to Somehow this is going to feel okay for you. Uh, listen, Jesus, it, you know, John Ortberg has an article that I just carry around. I have for years, over 30 years. It says, Jesus was always busy, but never hurried. Mm. There's your difference. Just right. pray and ask God about yeah. your circle. Yeah. So this is a glimpse into Circle Talk. There's more to it that we're not going to be able to get into this week. But you can go to tangibletruthministry.com under the resources tab. We've got a booklet entitled Circle Talk that you can pick up. It's very inexpensive. And um, I I don't know about you, but I have copies that I keep with me and give to people. Oh, absolutely. Passive aggressively at times. (laughs) Here, read this. And you can get the t-shirt. Yes, you can get the t-shirt too. So every week we like to leave you with a tangible takeaway and we want to encourage you to continue the tangible takeaway from last week of just start asking, is this in my circle or not? But I thought maybe we could do something a little bit more creative and fun this week. How do you you like that? This is something that I actually do with my clients and you can be as creative as you want or as bare basics as you want, but make some time over this next week to actually get a piece of paper. And you can get paints or markers or colored pencils or your kids crayons or just whatever pen you find in the bottom of your bag that you took the last time you were at the bank and actually draw a circle and just sit with that piece of paper with nothing on it but a circle and start asking God, show me what you want me to write down and where you want me to write it down. And that's something that I did when I was going through this with my daughter is I actually drew I did a painting of a circle and God's business and I still have it and I keep it in my office, you know, as a reminder of this is what's mine and this is what's God's, you know, but I think to just sit down and actually physically make something, you know, when we write something down or we create something, it engages parts of our brains that we don't use on a daily Mm -hmm. basis Mm -hmm. and it makes us to start thinking about things differently. And so I love doing an art project where we're inviting the Holy Spirit to kind of speak to us and just direct us Mm -hmm. and everything. So I think that might be a fun project to do this week. I think that'd be great. And uh, if somebody just listened to this part two, make sure you go back to listen to part one because we added the scriptures and everything to part one. But I'm going to end on this. I had a client last week that came back and Carrie, 
she had a tattoo of circle. No. To have a constant reminder. I love that. Uh, is that not awesome? Yes. She said, I just needed to, I just have to have it yeah. to look down every day to remind me. Is yes. this in my circle? Yeah. Or is this not? And it's just a constant reminder because it was life transformative for her family. I love that. For boundaries. Isn't that cool? It's so awesome. <laughs> so you can draw a circle on a piece of paper <laughs> or, or you can go get some new ink. We won't judge or, either way. No, other way. <laughs> other way. All right. So, well, we hope you guys have a great rest of your day. And thanks for joining us this week. Bye-bye. Thanks for listening to the Tangible Truth Podcast, part of the KLRC Podcast Network.